How are you? Well, thank you. Good, good. Tell me about reteaming with Richard Gere. I think um, since the last time you guys worked together was Red Corner. Yes? Correct. Yeah. It was uh, It was great. I really like Richard. Love working with him. He's a pro's pro, uh, and he uh, he had a quality that I thought would be great for the doctor, which I hadn't seen him do. Uh, you know, in many in so many of the roles he played, which was really his uh, his empathy. Mm. I, mean, I thought that was one of the critical characters characteristics for Doctor Stone. And when he uh, read the script, he was extremely complimentary which also made me feel good since I've been working on the thing forever. <laughs> yeah. Really? I think of myself as the world's greatest writer, yeah. And uh, so the only thing I do is I work really hard and take a lot of feedback. But uh, And then, by the way, I work with Richard on the script, uh, you know, to get his point of view as an actor and he, to understand mine as a director, you know, over probably more than a year. So he, he impacted it. You know, very significant play. Well, give me some examples. Yeah, give me some examples of how, um, what input he gave you and why it took you so long to write this. Well, it took me so long because I'm not that good. I'm <laughs> definitely not that fast. <laughs> so, to be quite blunt, you know, and uh, the only thing I have is I'm stubborn, you know, and I'm willing to work hard. And I have a lot of friends who are great writers will read stuff and will beat the hell out of the material, you know, like an editor. And that was very helpful. And uh, so I I depended on the kindness of friends, not strangers in this case. And, uh, you know, it, it the persistence and the fact that I really wanted to get it right, when I say get it right, the portrayal of paranoid schizophrenia, I think made up for many of the qualities I don't have as a writer. And, and, and also I work with Eric Nazarian, Young, the young man is very smart, uh, so that was that was helpful too. So, um, what? And so, in terms yeah. of what Richard did, Richard, yeah. Richard took a lot of the language, and he made it more accessible, you know, from the doctor's point of view. Because in my attempt to be accurate, you know, the way the doctor spoke often was the way psychiatrists speak, which is very stiff and formal. Uh, and so, he made it more conversational, and, and therefore made it more accessible. He also is extremely curious. So I, I work with this uh, professional, Dr. Aaron Stern, who's a very well-known psychoanalyst. I think he's in his mid-90s now. Wow. And, uh, I, I brought him in to rehearsals and uh, you know, and had him available to all the actors and all the actors talked to him. And uh, so when Richard talked to him, uh, one of the things that Richard... Uh, learned was one you have to be extremely truthful in paranoid schizophrenics because they are so perceptive that if you are trying to manipulate them or lie they will see through you uh, you know quite frequently and and it's not just intellectual it's emotional so for instance one of the in answer to your question when uh, Walton walks up to Becky in what seems to be a threatening aggressive manner Richard says okay you've scared all of us you know what I mean? Now, please sit down. Right. You know, so he's acknowledging his fear. Well, this came from him talking with Dr. Stern uh, in, in the rehearsal period. And I went, oh, yeah, that's great. Uh, that's a window into how a professional deals with uh, these situations. And Dr. Stern, by the way, had he's a psychoanalyst, a Ph.D., a training analyst, and an author. I mean, he's a pretty impressive guy. And he was also on the closed ward at Yale. 
so he had direct experience, you know, working with paranoid schizophrenics, and uh, so he was incredibly helpful. Wow, that's so cool. You have the trifecta of Peter Dinklage, Walton Goggins, Bradley Whitford playing these patients. Um, did they meet with uh, paranoid schizophrenics? Do you know their research? I'm not, unfortunately, might not get a chance to chat with them. Oh, well, the, uh, the, I did. Uh, they met with Dr. Stern. I think I tried to set up or set up for Walton to meet with uh, some patients. But I'm not, I can't, you know, swear that that he, that actually happened. Uh, what I can say is, you know, we all meet with him. <laughs> see on the streets very frequently. You know, you see it in a very florid state. I did go to the National Institute of Health and meet with drug-resistant paranoid schizophrenics, uh, and that was an eye-opener. Uh, again, it wasn't entirely different from what you see on the street. You know, or maybe in your family, or your, you know, however you might meet meet people who have this uh, illness. Uh, but you, it, it was just it was just mind blowing. You know, you'd see someone who looked just like you or me, and then you'd say, say ask a question, and then in this case it was a woman, she would start talking about self evisceration and and razors and stuff like that, and you just your blood would curdle. Wow! And then she'd finish you know a two minute speed rap about wanting to destroy herself. And then she'd just go back to looking perfectly normal. The pain that's in her, yes, you know, and, and eye-opening, yes, absolutely. And humbling. That, this whole thing's been a very humbling experience. Did you get to shoot in a, in a working hospital or tell me about some of those? No. 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 Uh, we, we had very little money. <laughs> there were very little facilities, uh, so it was a big problem to figure out. We did go to one in Staten Island that wasn't an operating one to shoot. Uh, but it was a, a major production hurdle, again, with little money, and this is a period piece. Uh, so it was a production design issue that I had to figure out how to uh, approach. And ultimately, my my approach when I went over with Stephanie, our production designer, was these black and white tiles, <laughs> which, you know, were very institutional. And at the institution we shot at, there were various ver versions of that. So in many ways, that was sort of one of the visual thematic elements, you know, of the, of the interior of the institution, of the D23 ward and everything. So you just took a room and you, you decorated it with black and white tiles? Is that what happened, essentially? Or Yeah. yeah. I, the way you say the word decorate is exactly what we did, <laughs> sort of like low-level decoration. But I did, like when we didn't have a facility, we had something that was built in 1923 so that it was very accurate to the time period. Uh, so that that was very helpful, obviously. Uh, so, what was the space? But uh, I don't know if you want to print it, but it was a dance studio at Sarah Lawrence College. I love that. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> I love these little behind-the-scenes stories. You know, people eat that up. <laughs> Let them eat it up because it's part of why so much of my hair is not on my head anymore. Scratching my head about how to solve these things. <laughs> oh man! So now going back to the uh, the three guys, did you was there a chemistry test that was done? How did you know that they would all get along? Kind of fill me in on that. Well, I started working with Walton, who I worked with on Justified for like six years. Yes, I, I did a lot of work, and he's I thought he was just like a brilliant actor, and 
so I talked to him about the thing, and then I gave him the script maybe four years before we started shooting. And he'd read it, we'd work on it, and discuss it, and, uh, you know, and I, and he was just so committed and so loyal. I mean, it's like... He's intense. I love these guys. Anyway, he's intense, but he's also, he's just smart. He's wonderful. So I thought, well, he'd be great as Leon, obviously. And, uh, and then, uh, Bradley, I'd worked with four or five times, Whitford, and he, he wanted to, he just read the script and said, I want to do this. And he was very aggressive, and I went, okay, <laughs> thank you. Uh, because he's very funny, and he's very, uh, he he's, has such range as an actor that he, uh, it, it's just, it, it's a little bit, you know, mind-blowing to see how easily he can go to these places and, and to take the risks that were necessary to portray, you know, uh, you know the character of Clyde, mm-hmm. uh, and and to understand it, and and he, you know what what what's not visible is is the you know it's the duck on the surface and the pedaling furiously under underneath the water. You know how much work he did to understand the background of the character, prepare it, get himself prepared for rehearsals, uh, and then and Peter was the you know the last one, and I hadn't worked with Peter, but like most of the world, I'm a fan of his. And he just said, okay, I'm in. And he had one great question. <laughs> he said, that, you know, how do I play someone who's insane? I mean, I don't want to go to my tricks and tropes. And I said, you play him sane. I, I knew Mike Nichols a little bit. He, he used to have the greatest answers to every question. He was just like polymath and a wit beyond belief. And that was one of the few times I thought my answer was pretty good, to, to be able to understand and treat these patients as people not as oddities, not as disposable elements that can be drugged and shocked and warehoused, mm. to have compassion for them, you know. And, 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 and when we had the screening in Toronto and I could see the audience really got into the characters and they started to understand the language and they laughed with them, I, I thought, wow, can't believe it. <laughs> it's like they, they get it, you know. They, they get what these words mean because they're so odd you know so so in terms of the chemistry i didn't know for sure until we got into rehearsals you know and by the way i'm very slow at casting and richard i drove him crazy because <laughs> I, mean, I took so long to do it but i've always had great casts i think and so i knew i had great actors would they work together well in the first two days of rehearsal bradley and peter just made fun of me most of the rehearsal and it was really fun most everybody, even me, <laughs> and and I realized they were creating their chemistry, their bonds, and 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 then during that rehearsal, which was about two weeks, yeah, then you could see that they came together. They met with this uh, psychoanalyst who was my advisor, this guy Dr. Stern. Uh, they took it so seriously. I mean, they were they, they their commitment and their trust in me, yeah, you know, was uh, was really nice and. Uh, I tried to be worthy. You would. Well, I guess you kind of took the last question out of my mouth um, in terms of like on the set, what the set was like. I always say to people, Richard Gere is my favorite person on the planet. Uh, so tell me about that, like what that atmosphere was like. Was there any, like you said, there was a lot of jovialness going on, but what about in general? Well, I'll give you an example. 
there was in the uh, in the experiment itself, as in the book, you know, each uh, at some point each uh, meeting was started with a song. And if you remember that first one where Peter gets chosen, which is quite remarkable that Walton picks Peter, and they vote on it, and then you see Peter walking proudly to the front of the uh, of the group to start singing. Uh, you know, it was just beautiful, the moment. But the idea was that they started with song. It wasn't to hear the song, you know. But here are three people who all served their country or tried to serve their country during the war, as well as Richard. And what are they singing? They're singing, you know, a song about America, right? America the beautiful. God shed her grace on me. And so they start singing. And as they're singing, I was going to cut after five seconds. And then I thought, no, 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 you idiot, just watch. And they got so into it. And they sang with such heart and such devotion. You know, when 15 seconds were up, I said, you are not cutting this. You know, this is magic. Just shut up. And don't do anything, you know? And I didn't. Mm. Uh, and that was them in character. So much of this came from Richard's kind of spiritual quality and empathic quality. He's just such an amazing person. Mm. Uh, I'm talking about his heart, you know? And, and, and he was, you know, the doctor. And he was the fourth Christ. The question, you know, should you go over the line to help people? You know what I mean? Uh, you know, it, it's it's a tough question because otherwise they would have been shocked, drugged, and left there for their lives. Yeah, and I can see now why you chose Richard Gere because he does have that em- empathet. Em- how do you say that? <laughs> Empathic. There you go. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, take care. Bye bye. Always news. Always refreshing. Always candid. Always billing about. Robin Milling delivers what celebrities are saying to you. To you. To you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.